Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Stranger, strangers, stranger things. Before we get into that, TPC 133, July 9th, 2020. 2.45 p.m. Eastern Time. To anyone listening, this podcast is available on Spotify, BitChute, DTube, uh, VO, V-E-O-H, and soon Vimeo. And all those links will be in the description and sticky to the top comment because YouTube censors, so I would need to decentralize it. Um, David Libby. And, well, we were going to have Greg, but Greg bailed on us. And, uh, yeah, we're trying to reschedule that. I even, uh, my brother called too, and I was hoping he'd be available to jump in and on this, but you, you know, he just, he moved into the state. He's only been here about three weeks. I hate that. And here's what he told me on the phone, right? You ready? He's always got something, right? Always got I'm something doing this. Do. I'm doing that. Yeah. Here, here's his excuse. Now I can't find my computer. So his computer is buried somewhere in boxes. I don't even believe that. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's I hard. Mean, to, I'm like, I, I thought we lived in a day and age now that the first thing you unpack first, is the computer. Computer, phone, Apparently phone not. charger. It, right? Yeah, you know what? Dan, if you're listening, <laughs> I don't mind if you don't want to do it, but don't take me for an idiot. Don't tell me you can't find it. Give me a little respect. Just look me in the eyes and say, I don't want to do it, or I'm doing something else. Don't lie to me, Dan. I'm disappointed in you. Well, I'll keep, I'll keep the pressure on him. Good. Pressure on Good. Him. Let him know what's up. So, we were just talking before this about coronavirus and you as a public school teacher. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I saw I've been seeing more in the news just kind of floating around the periphery. School, because it is July. I'm forgetting about that. It is July. It's, you know, in the South, at least, school starts in August. In New England, for what I remember, high school and middle school started in September. But it's right around the corner. Right. I didn't realize right. that. It just big quarantine's been so long it's just kind of all it jumbled together yeah right? and it's just it seems yeah. like i've had a really long uh, summer break since yeah. i've been not physically in school since the end of march yeah yeah i dude i've been i've been in this room just doing i've been walking a mile in my neighborhood and then doing podcasts in this room every day since march i don't even it's gonna start snowing before you know it, dude. I don't even. I'm just right. whatever. I'm just gonna keep doing it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna come out on top of this coronavirus. Coronavirus sucks. I'm gonna come out on top of this. But public school teacher, and you were just saying beforehand that it's getting a little crazy. And why yeah. exactly? Yeah. What is what is the craziness? Just well, still not down starting? here in the south. Uh, is down here in the south. Schools do start earlier. They start before Labor Day. Um, in my case, I have about a four to five days of teacher in-service here at the end of July. So that's no students. We're in there getting our training, whatever that is, getting our room set up. And students are scheduled to come back to class August 3rd. Okay. So that's essentially the first Monday in August. That's earlier. I know the, the northern schools and whatnot, they usually start after Labor Day. Yeah. So sometime in September, right? Well, so about three weeks ago, my buddy that works across the hall from me, he sends me a text. Hey, David, 
pray for me. I'm going nuts here. My anxiety level's high, all this stuff. And I'm going, this was three weeks ago. And I go, dude, you got to tell me what I'm supposed to be praying for yeah. because I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and here's what he said. And, then, and now this pissed me off. He happened to look on our school district's Facebook page, okay. which I have never checked in the three years I've been working there. I, I have no reason to check a school district's Facebook. I could care less. I really could. He checked it, and that's where he was first informed about what we might have to do as teachers when students come back into our classroom. So I'm like, okay, I, as soon as I got done with him, I got on Facebook, I finally found it. Sure enough, here's a post on our school district's website about the four phases of what's gonna happen, what's supposed to take place in those four phases. And then I read all the comments, cause there wasn't many, it was just freshly posted. So mm -hmm. there wasn't many, but I read through all the comments and I don't know if it was a teacher or a parent or somebody, they asked this question. So. What phase are we in right now? And there was no response. I'm like, you know what? I don't care. They can fire me. I'll be happy to stay home and, you know, out of my whatever, my bunker and yeah, yeah. do podcasts like Tommy does or something, try to make Woo. a living that way. Woo. So I go ahead and write. I said, you know, another person already asked this question, but I would like to know also what phase are we in? I got a response through Facebook. Now, keep in mind, we have not been called by our administrators to have a meeting about this. We have not received emails prior to this. We have not received phone calls, no faxes. Nobody gets faxes anymore. But what I'm, my point is we have all this technology and the first we're hearing about what we might have to do before we go back is on a Facebook post from the district. That you didn't even, that wasn't, I had even, no idea. wasn't even sent to y'all though. It'd be one thing if that's the medium they use, like, all right, whatever, right. times are changing. But you didn't right. even you didn't even know that. It... No. So I got a response back. I don't know who responded. I don't know who's in charge of that website. But here's what they said. We're in phase three. Now, phase four means you're back full time business as usual. No social distancing, no mask wearing. We're in phase three. And what's interesting in the county where I work, cases have been doubling week after week. Mm hmm. So we know that this virus thing is almost a day by day situation, mm -hmm. yet we're doubling cases where I go to work and I'm going to have to go into the classroom and in a closed space with potentially 120 students throughout the day coming in and out of the classroom and confined to that area. But I'm still upset that the first time I heard about this was from my buddy, first of all, who saw it on Facebook for the first time. And here's what I think is happening. We just got a text the other day through our teacher app on our phones, and it kind of explains a, a modified schedule. So freshmen, for example, are going to come into the high school half day on the first day so they get to meet all their teachers, get used to their um, – how they rotate, you know, during passing periods, things like that. And we have to teach them whatever our administrators say, we have to teach them about face mask wearing and how to walk and how to talk and how to act. So I guess they're going to spring all this training on us the week we go back for teacher in service and who knows what it's going to be like at this point. You it need just, to, you need to get, you need to get those like, uh, well, first of all, that reminds me of, a. Uh, you're a red hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy. I haven't read it. 
but yeah. I mean, listen, listen to it. it. Listen. I mean, I've listened to it. I don't know how to read. Okay. I, I can't read or count. Yeah, it's it's a tragedy. It's um, but I'm kidding. It's it's okay. Well, never mind. If you haven't read it, it doesn't matter. For anyone listening, that kind of makes me think of um, yeah, where they go find the plans for the intergalactic highway, and it's going right through Earth, and they have to bulldoze Earth, and it's. Why didn't you tell us? Well, it's been at your local post office for three weeks. That's what makes me think. It's like, but you didn't tell us. Like, it's been there. Like, yeah, yeah, just some bullshit. The other thing I was thinking is, you know those, like, um, you know those, like, uh, they'll use them in, like, I guess, like, biohazard labs or maybe even nuclear labs. They got that thick glass with, like, the uh, astronaut arms. That's right. You need to get get one of those boxes and just sit at the front of your room, and that's how you teach. <laughs> I've got an it, I've got six or seven N95 masks that I've sectioned off one for each day, and I'll rotate those through and use them until they fall apart because you can't even buy N95s anymore. You can get a hazmat suit. Well, <laughs> big old if yellow I to, one. If I've got if I got cuts on my hands, I'll wear rubber gloves so it doesn't you know get through that way. And what was interesting about uh, at, back at the beginning of June. Uh, our principal sent out, hey, does anybody want to volunteer to maybe teach two weeks of summer school? So I was one of the first ones to respond back. I wanted to do something. I wasn't doing anything anyways. And I wanted to get a feel of what it might be like going back to a public school setting in the midst of this coronavirus. Now, I only had seven students for uh, two and a half hours. That was kind of my time block there. No, three hours, three hours. So a three-hour time block, seven students. I had them spaced out. They gave me a larger classroom, larger than my personal classroom. And so it really wasn't that big of a deal. I was even far enough away that I could take my mask off if I wanted to. And I thought, okay, this may not be so bad, but the CDC had posted around the same time frame, okay, your students need to be six feet apart from each other. This is their recommended guidelines, mind you. Recommended guidelines which is scary because you know the school districts are going to go now wait a minute i've got about 30 to 32 desks in my classroom i happen to be in one of the smaller classrooms in the building i before i left summer school that day i got done with one session i went to my classroom i got my yard sticks out i measured six feet so two full yard sticks all the way around out of 32 desks i was only able to set up 12. All the rest of the desks were piled up against the back wall. My other furniture in the classroom, all against the wall. I've got plenty of space to walk down an aisle, but how am I going to get 30 students or 32, depending on the class size, into that based on those guidelines? So you know the school district's not going to follow it. Yeah, They're going to say, eh, it's guidelines. It's kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah. Oh, stick to the code. No, yeah, it's more yeah. like guidelines. Yeah, yeah, it's suggestions. Right. Yeah, and man. So they're probably, they're probably going to narrow it down maybe to three. Maybe to three. I might be able to get closer to 30 desks set up that way if they cut it down to three feet. That's one yard. I wonder if the move is to just go out and live normally get coronavirus not intentionally but if and when it happens it happens right you survive and then you just get to live your life as normal or it's curtains and uh it was an inevitability i'm kind of leaning towards that more (laughs) like it's just and obviously it's you know you can't it's not as solo as that it's if you get it and then you're contagious well now you're involuntarily bringing down other people okay i get that 
but just from a simplified point of view, because this is not a medical podcast, this is just me right, and David right. shooting the shit. Do you just <laughs> go out and get it and just, hey, I survived? Or is it like, yeah, man, it's like you get a piece of mail and it's from whatever, the school you applied to or it's from the government or whatever. That's right. That's right. Just open it. Am I going to yeah. jail? Am I getting audited? Or is it just, here's, you know, hey, your local basketball league's doing this. Oh, okay. Just open it. Just, is that the move? Do we just, do you just get it? Just get it over with? It's not anthrax, I guess. Yeah, man. That's kind of how I'm just like, do I just get it? Have a cough? Maybe die. Maybe that's it. That's not the way I'm thinking. I don't want it. I don't think sane people think like that. (laughs) I know, but people do, and it drives me nuts. Um, I kind of understand, I think, where they're coming from with that, but here's, here's what's going to happen. So, again, teachers are going to go back to school, and every student a teacher is going to be exposed to, and all the other students are going to be exposed to every student. And their family. But you're also going to be exposed to all of the people they've potentially been exposed to, that is- and they're going to bring that in. And that's that power, unfortunately, the power of exponential growth. How do you, you, you know there's what? no way to control that. You know, just- Co- you know what COVID's done better than any school program has ever done? What's that? Has taught the significance of, of, uh, safe sex and <laughs> std transfers it's Dude, not just them it's on. everyone they've been with it has it has and it has educated the populace better than 12 years a catholic school did for me covid remember it's not just as he is sick how many people has he seen <laughs> bam none of the nuns sister lorraine father lopez none of them could ever teach That's it that right. well covid take a bow man <laughs> there's not a prophylactic large enough to cover your head excuse the pun yeah you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah to protect yourself from covid man yeah yeah man dude i just went to the store and people didn't even have masks on anymore they had like riot shields yeah well down here in the south and again because it hasn't hit the way it's hitting other major populist centers Mm -hmm. uh, people are like they think it's done so you hardly ever see a mask now yeah in the stores they're taking it for granted, and yet cases are on the rise. My wife and I have been uh, tracking them in our county, the other county where I work, some of the surrounding counties, and we've been tracking them from week to week, and it is still going up. Uh, there's a guy maybe I mentioned before, uh, Chris Martinson with Peak Prosperity. He's been doing a podcast since January, and he's the one that we've kind of followed for a long time, and everything he said basically first and a month or two later now the government's finally saying it i mean Mm -hmm. he's he's been on top of this stuff since the get-go and he he the way he describes it is you'll see one case here one case there one case here then what'll happen because it spreads so viciously you'll get clusters of cases Mm -hmm. so you'll go case case cluster 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 and then before that boom It'll explode, and that's wait, just wait until the schools go back. Now, you know, I'm, I'm trying to wrestle with, I, I'm going to be selfish here. You know what? This is your podcast. I'm going to be selfish. I have no desire to go back to the public sector and teach. I have zero desire to do that. I'm finding it difficult as the days approach 
for me to wake up in the morning thinking, man, I can't wait to go back to work after being off. And it's not because I've been off. Then don't, it's because then don't do it. a lot of what the literature has been saying. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. From the Department of Education, from the administrators, is the safety of our students first, the safety of our students first, the safety of our students first. I get that, but as far as staff and teachers, and janitors and cooks and bus drivers, that has been really low priority as far as mm-hmm. the pain of events is supposed to happen. Yeah. And I tell you what, and it's some false media out there. Maybe you've heard this and talking to some of your other friends on the podcast. Um, a lot of what I think is a false narrative is pe- uh, professionals are saying that kids can't transmit the disease. I've been hearing for, a lot of that for, from. For the record, can't. for anyone listening to this, yeah. neither David nor I are yeah. medical doctors. We do not have medical right. degrees. This That's is just right. bantering. I know that, and I know the vast majority of people are smart enough to know that. But there yeah. are people out there that they hear one word from one person. They're like, well, he said it's not, you know, and it's just like, hey, dude, we, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, so. The real, the real literature, If you again, if you do your do your research, look for primary sources don't look for this junk that's out there they're going to tell you that yes even if kids teenagers young kids even if they're asymptomatic where they're not showing signs they can still transmit the virus yeah i don't know of any virus that doesn't that, that that's that's selective yeah and if i use their argument about it they say, even though it's not true, it's like the flu. <laughs> Hello, kids transmit the flu all the time yeah. to adults. Yeah. So I do not feel protected as a teacher getting ready to go back into the classroom system uh, in the public school sector. I'd rather see money diverted and just go online and parents just have to learn how to be parents again and learn how to teach and, and learn um, that they need to train their kids because they're the best equipped to do that training their kids why give it to a stranger why have you ever thought about that tommy i mean you went to public school right i went to public school i went to private catholic school i I was very i was very blessed private catholic school right i have very i have very good parents i i I do not have the normal experience i had a absolutely wonderful upbringing well i bet so i I can't complain i I was i i was i grew up in the land of i grew up in a norman rockwell painting so it's nice i I can't i cannot complain You and your white privilege, nice. Oh, you white people! <laughs> but dude, if everyone gets it's, it's it does it doesn't matter how well we and again, not as a medical professional, <laughs> your honor, just for whenever this. <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't matter how well we we suppress it and keep it at bay. If all it ever takes is one person to get it, and then it starts again. It seems like it's gonna. It's only an eventuality that it tears through society. So right. what? What? What are we? Is it just gonna happen anyway, or are we gonna wait till there's a vaccine and then you know it could be something like polio, where it really, or smallpox, where it really does. No one has it anymore. 
Not across the globe. No one has it. But if it's not that, then what are we? What are we just kicking it what down the road? For? What are we? We're we just kicking it down the road forever. Yeah. Because what is the legitimate? What is the pros and cons? What is the legitimate? I mean, I called. Uh, I called. Uh, so next Thursday, a week from today, is the 75th anniversary of the atomic bomb in the first one ever, Trinity in Alamogordo, New Mexico. Been there. You had, Been there. Yeah, I've yeah, we talked at about ground that. Zero, man. So I'm having someone on from Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory next Thursday, and I might be able to get someone on from Los Alamos National Laboratory. Nice. But even calling them those places and going to the public relations office, I mean, all the messages are just like we are, you know, working at 10% capacity since you know March 15th. And it's just like, how how much are we just retarding cultural, not cultural, scientific growth? And progress. How much are we retarding research? It's not just economic growth, but everything. At what point? And you gotta just go, go brutal. You gotta. You're you're comparing people and property. I am. You know. You know. It's not good to drop a nuke on a on a city of people. But right. when you're weighing a million U.S. deaths or casualties, you gotta. Someone's gotta do that arithmetic. You gotta have some courtesy Lemay just cold That's detached right. calculation. At right. what point, and this is someone with my grandparents, all my grandparents are passed away. I have no old people in my family. So, yes, this, I can selfishly say this. But at what point do we hold the virus versus literally human growth and progress and evolution? I mean, not just the economy, but national laboratories. I mean, at what point are we halting I don't know if you ever saw Letters from Iwo Jima. It's a movie that came out in like 2007, I think. No, no. That's on one of my wartime yeah, movie lists. Yeah, what. yeah. I only saw it once. I saw it in theaters when it came out. But one scene I remember is it's all these like aircraft carriers and destroyers and troop transports all going to Iwo Jima. And it's just, you know, this massive U.S. convoy. And they're all cheering as like, uh, like P-51s are going by. And, you know, they're all getting ready to go storm this beach and you know they're they're building it's not the it's not the actual landing but it's like the build up the invasion right you know right. They're, i mean they're all you know a lot of them are going to die but it's just the americans cheering and the p-51s are going by and they're all psyching each other up and they're all leaning over the sides and one guy slips and he falls you know like 10 stories into the ocean and he pops back up and he's screaming and all the buddies are like yeah yeah and they're like and they realize but they just keep going and they're watching him they're like wait what about him and some one of the higher ups goes, we're not, you know, we can't turn around, and they're like, what, what do you mean? And he goes, and then you look back, but you just see miles of ships, and you realize this is bigger than that one guy. This is right. for the invasion right. of Iwo Jima. Right. This is this, and it was Okinawa before or after, and then the mainland. Like we're getting ready to end a second world war. Right. That guy fell over. Sorry. And it's you kind of see them all. They get the sobering, like, oh, we're not, we're not stopping. At what point, at what point do you take this thing, a terrible thing, 120,000 Americans dead, I get it. At what point are we stopping the, the lugging along of the, of the aircraft carrier train that is just human evolution that's been going on since the wheel? At what point are we, and it's, what is the value of it? And yeah, I know this sounds horrible, but this these are the conversations that go on during war that aren't publicized. But at what point? Do you, someone has to do the math. No one wants to. 
Women and children first. We only got this many life bolts. Someone has to do the math. You're going to hate him. And you're going to fuck that guy. But someone has to do it. I'm not that person to do it. But because it's my podcast, I can. <laughs> what is the value? What is... What's going on? How many people are out of work? How many... I mean... Uh, it, progress is slowing like, down. Sports. Religious, yeah. religious uh, institutions. Concerts. At what point does the entire thing grind to a halt? Yeah. Kids going yeah. to public schools. At what point does this whole thing grind to a halt for this? Okay, I get it. Traffic stopping so the old lady can cross the road. Are we going to stop the eight-lane highway for a year? None of those people can go to medical school and learn. None of these investors can go to Wall Street and keep the market chugging along. At what point? <laughs> at what point do you run over the lady? Brutal. I know. I get it. Feel free to hate me. It sounds me. like battlefield triage. Quite honestly, I don't know if what to. You know what the do guy's you not gonna make it. You don't waste your time and energy because this other guy can make it. Yeah. And you gotta move on. You let him die. You move on. I I, I hear what you're saying. It's President Trump just had a live uh, summit, they called it, education summit. And this was, it might've been Monday or Tuesday of this week. And our Department of Education Commissioner, she was part of that. I got to hear her remarks, got to read her remarks. I listened to most of that particular broadcast. And one of the things that they're, one of the reasons, I guess, one of the reasons government officials from Trump on down at least from the federal government is stating why it's so important to get the schools back up and running. One, um, without saying the words, if children in households don't go back to public schools, parents can't, can't all go back to work. So the public school system is essentially the largest daycare system in the country. Mm-hmm. So we're there, yes, to educate. Yes, we, we, we know we do more than educate. We're, we try to work on their characters, right, to try to help develop them, not just academically, but even socially, mm-hmm. so they can be productive citizens in our country. And there's a value there. If you have a, if you have a stupid population, an uneducated population, I don't see how our nation's gonna progress like you're talking about. You're gonna have to kick them out or just use them as cannon fodder, supposedly, right? But the, the other thing was is for their mental well-being. And I thought, so they had some, they had, you know, some pediatrics doctors as part of this summit that were, you know, stating whatever medical opinion, whatever medical research that, um, in order for children to have solid mental stability, they need to be in the public school setting. They need to go back to school and be around other people, children of their age, adults. And you know, and it, I there's a part of me that I understand that, Tommy. Another part, I think that's a why can't the parents do that for them? at home yeah again why do i don't understand parents thinking that i'm a complete stranger even your parents that sent you off to catholic 
private school, I, I doubt that they really knew who each and every one of your teachers were my, as a person. My parents were, again, my parents were very involved. I, wow. I, my, 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 I cannot wow. complain. I cannot complain. I had wonderful upbringing. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is with all of this going on, absolutely none of it matters when mm -hmm. no one bats a fucking eye at mm -hmm. 10 million people protesting. And this isn't a, I'm not scoffing at, I get the protest, I understand the reason for it. But if that is a justifiable reason to advance civil rights, as it should be, I don't think that is any more or less important than the well-being of 346 million Americans. It yeah. is, choose yeah. one. You cannot, all of you protest, brilliant. Everyone else, don't you dare go to school. Don't you dare go to church. Don't you dare go to the grocery. Which one is it? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not for, or I'm just choose one because you cannot have both. You cannot, everyone, women and children first. Eh, but if you want to jump on the lifeboats, go for it. It's like, well, what is the whole, th it doesn't matter. If, if, if there's not an equal, uh, if there's not a uniform, homogenized rule of law, it does not matter. It doesn't matter that I've been in here every day for almost 120 days. None of that matters. If just like that, I can get out and go protest for two weeks and then come back. The whole thing is undone. And everyone now is, oh my God, look at these numbers. Coronavirus is spiking. How could we ever? And it's like... <laughs> And do you not think, that, Tommy? Do you not think the same thing is going to happen once public school starts again? It, it is. So what, what I'm saying is, right. is, choose one or the other. You can't do it all. Right. You can't when you're dieting. You can't just <laughs> diet and work out and exercise and watch your calories every day. But you know, come Friday, man, woo, we're going to Dairy Queen and just. But then you brush it under the rug and it's like, well, hold on. If you shaved off 500 calories a day from a caloric deficit, but then on one day you went and ate 5,000 calories and then you're jumping right back to it tomorrow, what are you That's doing? Right. I'm yeah. saving all this money, but once a week I go out and gamble half of it. Yeah. What, what, yeah. what, what, what are you doing? Just do one or do the other. If you're going to gamble it, fine. But don't, don't, don't constrict your lifestyle by having to save everything and vice this, versa. This was unsaid in that, in that summit led by President Trump I don't know. I'm just thinking. You know, I like like when we talk together because we can we can just we can spin off conspiracy theories mm -hmm. if we want to or whatnot. Maybe by going sending the kids back to public schools, uh, maybe that'll help curb some of the rioting that's going on in this country. Because mm -hmm. essentially, what you have is a bunch of even if you think of teenagers, at least yeah. high school age kids, college kids. Yeah. They're the ones out there, those young kids, a lot of them yeah. are the younger folks that are out there doing all the rioting. You gotta give them something to hey, do. let's get them back in school and shove them back in a box. <laughs> yeah, and you, that will yeah. quiet things down in the country and it now is, we know yeah. we're back when to there's normal. Not, yeah, when there's not like a, yeah, when there's not a place to go or a thing to do, it's, yeah. yeah. It's how you get the, I mean, going back, it's like the 50s. That's how you get the, you know, without a strong military upbringing, that's where you got all these guys, you know, the Jets in their short white sleeve shirts with their packs of cigarettes. I don't know if that's really applicable, but it's, you got to have something to do, man. Idle hands do the devil's work. It's, yep. you got, that's and right. and I hate that saying. I always thought, man, I want to do less work. But, man, in a couple years after, after I got into med school and after I lost my brother, I had a couple of years where I decided to do as little as possible because I thought that's what I needed for my mental health. Holy yeah. cow. In hindsight, that was the most destructive thing I could have done because there's no such thing as doing nothing. 
you, you end up doing something. So whether it's whether it's drink more, play more video games or eat more food or whether it's work harder to try to get an A in my class, you do something anyway. And I always try to do it to an extreme. So you might as well. Have, but that's just me. I can't apply that to everyone. But yeah, dude, you got to have something to do. Not only that, maybe you got to send everyone back and just and we see that the world didn't fall. The right. sky, or the sky didn't fall. Right. Oh my Life God! It's on. yeah. It's so. Oh yeah. If you go outside, you're gonna die. You're gonna. And you walk outside, and you're like, "Hey, I'm a." It's like if you grew up and you're always told like water's flammable. I don't want to go swimming. And then finally one day you're in like your 30s and you're drunk with your buddies and you get pushed off a pier. Oh my God! And then you just like stand up. It's kind of yeah. You get up and you're like, huh? Yeah. That's yeah. that's it. That yeah. was it. That was it. I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not a medical professional, but yeah, I'm not a medical professional. So this is all just my bantering. It um. Yeah, so I'm I'm I tell you what, uh, you know that we homestead. You know that mm-hmm. um, we've been doing that for three years now, and we've been preparing. We've been preparing for the day that I go back to teaching in the public schools and. So we've, uh, like I said, we've got the mask for each day. We'll rotate through those. Um, we've designated our uh, master bedroom since it has the, the bathroom suite, so to speak, you know, attached to it. Um, my wife is probably going to sleep. Um, she's probably going to sleep in my daughter's bedroom, you know, uh, before I come into the house, stripping down naked, man. I'm going to run butt naked out in the wild. And I'm going to throw my clothes in the washing machine right away, come right in, take a shower, and kind of kind of just self-isolate for a little bit perhaps, you know. And we're going to take the best precautions that we can. We've, we've got some uh, close friends of ours back in New Mexico, and they both have COVID. And they've had it for about nine or ten days now. And they... Both, yes, they both have core morbidities. We're talking obesity, some diabetes, some things like that. And so when we first heard that they got it and they, they've been taking as much precautions as we have, um, they, they kind of do the homesteading thing as well. So they kind of isolate anyways, yet they have it. And in my mind, uh, I'm thinking at least one of the two, the husband or the wife, I'm not going to say which. The, I, the first thing I thought of, this person's dead mm-hmm. because they've got all those core morbidities sure. that have been talked about, you know, since this thing came about. Well, she's been fighting it off. He's been fighting it off. They both have, prior to this, they've both upped their vitamin C count to like 20,000 milligrams a day or something to try to help, I don't know, boost their immune system to the best of their ability but here's the one thing that she's been telling my wife uh the wife well my wife and and this wife's been talking she said you don't want this you don't even want to get it she has gone to uh, i know the wife has had she's kind of high energy and stuff she's a tough woman uh you would not even with these other comorbidities and stuff yeah she's a tough old bra she's a good girl you know but she looks beat up i mean just 
like the bus ran over her forwards and backwards a few times and she just keeps repeating you don't even want to get it Mm -hmm. it is that bad and what's still scary is we don't know what the long lasting effects are i know you've probably heard this already um we don't know um there have been people that have got it again after getting it the first time but we don't know what's going to happen say 20 years from now 40 years from now. we can't yeah, know we yeah. can't know because it hasn't been that long yet right yeah is it like chicken pox you get chicken pox my parents exposed me to chicken pox when i was probably five or six years old so i would get the chicken pox that's yeah, before yeah, the, yeah. they had the vaccination for it right yeah so my myself and my younger brother dan we both got chicken pox and for like a week or two we're picking up scabs and yeah. doing the oatmeal bath and yeah. tomato sauce bath or whatever yeah. and then after that we never got it again that was okay a thing. that was a thing back in the day is you literally parents would just coordinate parties just get it right get it get right. it over with i think they did that now that you say that i think they did that. we were overseas we were living in england at yeah but that time. wasn't even that, that's yeah. not even like a hidden thing that was like i don't think parents right. would tell their kids that's what they're doing but yeah no that's like a known thing but what what can chicken pox turn into when you're in your later years of life? Sure. Yeah. Shingles. Shingles. Yeah. And that tears you up, man. And so they didn't know that. Yeah. You know, I think I yeah, I think I had it when I was little too. It's Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's the that's the flip side is like you can do this sort of i mean that's a copyrighted word you can't but devil's arithmetic you literally got to do this like sort of cold calculations you know at what point but then you're right and then you flip it you go from my rant about we gotta run over the old lady but then it's like you talking about her and it's like here's a woman there's a real person like it's not just a yeah. number you know joseph yeah. stalin said a death is a tragedy and million is a statistic but yeah. Each one is still a thing. So you look at it and you're like, oh, that's just a, you know, okay, some people are going to die. But then you forget, like, those, that's someone, that's that's your friend Bob, Jan. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting it and they're suffering. And it's like, oh, oh this and their thing. whole family has it, by the way. Yeah. You know, because once one person gets it in a household, uh, they're yeah. homeschooling family like we are. Uh, I think they still have four kids at the house. All of them have it. Yeah. Now, the, the youngest one, she's seems like she's asymptomatic but she's been tested positive yeah and none of this matters when there's 10 million people protesting that's right none of it matters none none of this matters that's right absolutely (laughs) none of it matters they are now they are now getting at 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 trump's rally what was that one a couple weeks ago oh yeah there's 500 new cases i'm sure you're right i'm not denying that i'm not gonna say oh that's fake news yeah you cannot get selectively mad at that one (laughs) And then not get mad at everything else. If you have a bunch of people, if you have a clean foyer, you got a bunch of kids outside and it's raining and they're tracking in the mud and you're telling them all you got to stand outside, wash yourself off with the hose, get it all. But then one out of 10 kids, it's like the, you know, it's like the the owner's kid and, you know, they get the special. You can come on in and they come through and they track all the mud and it's. The coach's son. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, there's no. That's fine if that's what you want to decide we're going to do, but why are you making everyone else go through it? Because not only does it not matter that they wash themselves off, now they're coming in and they're stepping in the mud on the foyer. Now they're getting it. It's you. Right. You, you have this is something where everyone has to be held to the same thing, or no one does. It doesn't. That's the whole mask it, issue, it, isn't yeah, it? It doesn't Either matter. Just say we all have to wear masks in public for now, just all across the board. Yeah. Everyone does it. Proven that it works or don't say you have to wear mask in public yeah it's 
then just leave it the way it is. I mean, I mean, nighttime raids. Think about World War II bombing raids. <laughs> think about World War II bombing raids, and he had to put blackout curtains on. Yep. This isn't something where like some is. This isn't horseshoes or hand grenades where some is good. You got to do it all, or you, there's no purpose in doing any of it. That's so right. if you have 990 buildings in a city completely blacked out and doing it to a T perfectly, hiding into the the inky ground seen from the sky, but you got 10 buildings of people who just I'm not pff, whatever man. It there is no such thing as well. We had a 99% blackout. That doesn't matter. There are lights. Drop the bombs. You drop the what the M36 incendiaries, and then you burn the whole thing down. None of it mattered because 10 of the 1,000 houses didn't want to put blackout curtains on. Yeah. That's what this is. And it's yeah. fine if we're gonna choose that. That's fine. Yeah. But don't hold the other 99 or 990 houses to the blackout curtains if these 10 don't have to. If we're gonna die from the incendiary bombings, let's at least have a party going out. Like, <laughs> or If you, that's yeah. not a, a millennial point of view, I don't know what is, man. I love it. That's what yeah. all those kids were doing during spring break, those college exactly. kids. Exactly. what they were saying. It's fine. If we're gonna do yeah. it, that's fine, but let's agree to it. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Let's agree yeah. to it. Let's yeah. it's it doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. If you have a hundred people on a space shuttle and they each have their own little valve to the outside, it doesn't matter if ninety nine close it and one doesn't. Because you're just screwing everyone. It's it sounds like when we when we go back to school, Tommy, I, I if I remember correctly with the phase that we're in, even at phase three, I wanna say every teacher I think has to have a temperature check every day uh, when you come to the building. I can't recall off the top of my head if all the students have to do that. Which but imagine. Again, doesn't matter now. That's right. It doesn't That's matter. Right. That's right. It, it just, I mean, meat packaging plants have been doing that for a while. They've been yeah. uh, temperature checking all their employees as they come in. And if it's a hundred and what is it? 104 or something like that, they're like, gone. you don't even come in, you go home. But how do you do that with teaching? Before I became a teacher, when I was working construction and I was working on getting my teaching degree, this is after I got out of the military, you know, I became a substitute teacher because I, on the days I didn't have class, I thought, oh, I could jump into the classroom, you know, make 80 bucks or whatever mm -hmm. it was at the time. Great. No problem. I get some real world experience that the college is never going to give me and I'm going to get paid to do it. So I, that's what I did. But in today's world now, why would you want to become a substitute teacher? Now people are going to do it, and we already have a shortage of substitute teachers, anyways. But now, if it were me, I'm like, screw you! I'm not. I am not going to become a substitute teacher to potentially put myself right in yeah. the in the fire. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. So if I get sick, if I go down, who do I call? Not Ghostbusters. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. You, I'm like, so you, you can't it. call anybody to cover you. What are they going to do? One thing that my school district did that I think was pretty innovative, though, they've already created. Now, mind you, they didn't tell the teachers about this yet. This was on their social media page that I never checked because we don't have to check, mind you. Madness. So I heard this from somebody else first before I went and ch checked it out. They created a virtual online academy. And not a lot of school districts across the country are doing anything like that. It's a lot of their plans are, all right, modified schedule, come three days a week, say two days at home, and you can work on your schoolwork then or something like that, right? It's Or just come back full time or whatever it is. So 
I think what my school district is doing, and again, I'm I'm conjecturing. They haven't told us, but I think the reason they did this is they want to give parents and stakeholders an option if they don't feel that their children will be safe and protected in the school system, they can just go ahead and sign up online from the online academy, which, well, what does that mean? Am I gonna have a camera in my classroom now that's videotaping all my classes, which personally, I don't mind. I don't mind. I, they can do that even if it wasn't coronavirus. I think that's higher accountability and maybe we can show some of these parents their knucklehead children aren't learning. But anyways, why is that what's gonna have to happen now? I'm gonna have to put a, I'm really gonna have to put a, you know, my stage face on and yeah. get going. And it's a show every day, which it kind of is anyways, yeah. but there yeah. you go. How are we gonna do that? Yeah. And so if they're already saying, put a virtual academy up, why not just go virtual anyways? until there are some solid therapeutics, until there's some solid vaccines that have been circulated in the general population for a little while, it may mean this entire school year has to be done online again, then let's just start it that way, like you're saying, right? Just do it all one way, either all in, all out, meaning online or something, instead of having this mixed bag of tricks that you're keeping us teachers totally confused. And then on top of that, I think, I think they waived the, the, the requirement for the state testing for this upcoming school year. That, I don't know if I can confirm that. I think that was part of President Trump's education summit this week. He, I heard him say that, but I didn't hear if it was for this upcoming school year. So here's how high schoolers think, all right. We don't have to take the state test. We're not being held accountable for that. I'm just gonna come and just purely socialize for the semester in the classroom. If I learn something fine, if not, who cares? Yeah. You watch, I'm telling you, Tommy, these teachers that are out there, these tree hugging teachers that are out there saying, oh, I miss my students. I can't wait to see my, you're an idiot because you're not telling the truth. Really? If you. I'd rather be home teaching from here and feel a lot more protected that way than go there and teach in person. It's the bottom line. Now, maybe I'm just the oddball. I'm the one out of all the public school teachers in America that feel that way, right? Maybe COVID, can you can you hear me when I'm sitting back? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, go for it. Can you hear me better now? Oh yeah, much better there. That's better, yeah. Yeah, I hate, I love to sit back, but I can't because the microphone's got to be up. I need to get a boom so I can bring it there back. There you go. There you, you go. Gotta talk, I got to have it close to the screen. Right. Now, now I'm talking, welcome to the nighttime radio show. <laughs> welcome. After Hours with Tommy. After Hours with Tommy. Hey, all you <laughs> gals and gents out there, smoking <laughs> a cigarette, putting on the red dress, listening to TPC After Hours. Um, But I was thinking, man... Maybe we just gotta, you just gotta, that's the wrong terminology. I was gonna say segregate society, but that's not. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna be kicked off real quick now for sure. I don't give a shit. Take yeah, me off the, take me off the air. See if I care. You dystopian commie. But maybe you just gotta have it. If you don't want to go to work, that's fine. You can receive an unemployment check. If you do want to go to work, you can. If you don't want to go to school, that's fine. If you do want to go to school, you can. 
Maybe we just let it happen, let the chips fall where they may, whatever happens. Go ask the girl out. If she says no, at least you know the answer is no now. If you don't want to go, you don't have to. But I think, honestly, I think you just do it. Maybe I'll die. I'm not a healthy person, dude. I have the worst immune system of anyone I know. I seriously think I'm like half a gene from like an immunodeficiency. Seriously, I get, every time my three brothers would get sick, I would get sick four times. For all of their one time it's yeah. it's insane so i'll probably be the first to die but you know what it's at what why are we why are we doing this it's 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 not gonna it's not, what does it matter when like four hundred thousand people die a year in america just from smoking cigarettes and poor diet <laughs> like granted that's a terrible analogy because that's that's voluntary but i don't know man maybe covid's maybe covid's from amazon because think about it, everything's got everything's got to be delivered, man. Who's benefiting from this? Everything's got to be delivered. Maybe, maybe this is a training for. Do you remember how stupid I was a couple weeks ago when all the riots started, and I was like, "Let's try to look at the silver lining. What is the positivity in this?" And I was trying to be all, "Let's look for a cheery tomorrow." And my proposition was going to be, or was that all of these riots, though bad and for a good reason, what it's going to happen? I was like, in two weeks. Maybe we're going to see that coronavirus isn't as deadly as we thought and that there is herd immunity and that because of this, the silver lining will be that, oh, the riots didn't end the world. We can all go back to work. And I was like, that's what's going to be. It's going to be a happy ending. And in reality, the only thing that happened was nothing happened because of those riots. A bunch of people got sick and now everyone's just as see we got a social distance. So nothing really happened from it. So. I'm at this point where, I don't know, man, I don't really think there's an easy way out of this. Until there's a vaccine, I think you just got to go live. I don't think you should have to. I think if you want to go out and die, I think you're free to. Again, I'm not a medical professional. Take Everything I say is just bantering. Like, I've just... Well, it's I just... Heard, uh, I heard Ben Shapiro uh, watching one of his podcasts. He was talking about, you know, basically people are pretty good risk assessors. Like if you give me the information, and this is the beautiful thing about being an American, the freedom to be able to decide for myself, do I want to take the risk? Do I want to go skydiving? You might die. Most people don't. Right. So this is the same situation. If If I choose to go down in the public and I go to Lowe's hardware store, or if I go to the Walmart to go grocery shopping or whatever I need to do, I'm assessing the risk for myself based on hopefully the research that I've done that I think is reliable in primary sources, and I decide whether to do that or not. And that now, the counter- I, believe me, if the government was going to pay my full salary to give me a choice, an option to not go to work as a teacher right now, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Where's the paperwork? Where's yeah. what hoops do I jump through? What red tape do I need to cut through? Uh, pay me my full salary as a teacher right now to not go because of COVID. I'm done. Give it to somebody else, but pay me. And sure. But I have the motivation to go do something else that I'm more interested in, even for a future, you know, job, career, yeah. whatever, education. I'm. I'm not going to be lazy and just live mooch off of it the whole time. Yeah. I got plans. I mean, there's, forward. you can see the general, you can see the, there's another great illustrator of the shift in, or the difference in mindset between people. Um, just like COVID illustrated the 
the mathematical exponential growth of STDs, it's <laughs> it's also I think it's illuminating the core differences in some people. There, everyone's. I hear a lot of people like, "Can you believe people are rioting to go back to work?" Like, here we are. We get to sit at home and get free paychecks, and it's like, did you ever think that maybe it's not? I'm rioting so I can go back to my nine to five, but that some people do derive value from working hard, working towards goals. That's what makes them feel good. That's what's good for their mental health and thus their physical health. That's I think you're seeing a core difference. Some people are like, "Give me this check forever," and that's cool. There are a lot of people that don't exist in that. Why does Elon Musk want to go back to work? That's because that mindset that it's not that I have to go. It's that I want to go. That's what pushes the world forward. That's why you get planes. That's why you get microwaves. That's why you put a man on the moon. That's why you discover penicillin. That's why you can shoot a rover at the red planet and land it and then drive around and take samples and take send back selfies there's this stuff happens not because well i'm just okay with me getting my check in the mail no that's fine that's not how you get tom brady's and maserati's and and van gogh's that everyone that lives like that that's fine those are the reasons you never hear about their names in history is because they're a bunch of nobodies that die and go back ashes to ashes dust to dust and they're really not they really don't make a shit or a dent in society and that's fine but if you want to be a galileo or a da vinci or a goddamn harry truman or a jfk or a lebron james or a wayne gretzky you go out and you go do this shit steve jobs didn't have to he could stop when he got his first billion why does jeff bezos need 150 billion did you ever think that it's not that he needs 150 billion but he's just a hustler who he builds the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing is because these are the people that drive the world forward so all you lazy fat fucks that are okay with sitting at home that's fine but for everyone else that wants to go out and get it get the fuck out of our ways excuse me (laughs) a little pent-up anger there yeah i feel better yeah yeah 150 heart rate right now 150 Oh, um, uh, uh, excuse me, David. You know, I know. And, and think about it. That this that mindset is a democratic left wing mindset that is blowing up in their faces left and right uh, because that's their I, whole I, ticket. I, even want, hey, I get, I get what you're system. Hey, I get what you're saying. I don't even want to. I don't want to even want to politicize it though, because I have plenty of left wing friends that are lawyers and accountants and very good sure. at what they do, and I can't point a finger at them. They, sure. they're, they're, they make their money. They're hustlers. So I don't even want to bring it into a... I mean, I agree with what you're saying, but I don't even want to yeah. track... And also, I have right one white ring friends that are that are they're lazy as shit. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, so I don't even want to pull that into here. There's sure. just a difference in people. And I'm not saying that everyone should have to do one or the other. If you want to stay home and you're terrified of catching COVID and giving it to your grandma, I get that. You shouldn't have to go out. That's fine. I get it. I'm completely down for that. I'm cool with them getting a check. I get it. But for everyone else that wants to go live your life, it's fine. I don't think you should have to wear a life jacket when you're jumping in the ocean. You might drown. You might get eaten by a shark. You might have a great day. That's right. That's right. I wonder how many teachers if would jump, jump at the bait, if you will, uh, bite that bait if the government said, you know, for a year, for a year, for this next school year, we'll pay your full salary, you know, and you don't have to go and teach them because you feel that you're not going to be protected or because mm-hmm. of COVID or whatever, whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because of COVID, essentially, if that's the, the main driving force there, I wonder how many teachers go, oh, sign me up right now. Yeah. That's why they're not doing it. 
Yeah. That's why they're not going to provide that to teachers because they need us to go back into the classrooms, bring the kids in so people can go back to work. Um, you were talking earlier about how this whole situation, and, and I know you've talked to other folks about it on your podcast and you've thought about it. Man, it really has enlightened so many of us to the core values that we each individually believe in and even collectively as a society. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I did not realize as educated as I think I am, which is not to say much, I really didn't grasp how deep and entwined the roots are between business, the economy and public education. One goes down, they both go down. And it doesn't matter which one goes down first. The public school goes down, so there's no kids going to school. That means parents and families can't go to work. The economy goes down. If the economy goes down, then parents are out of work, but they're not going to keep sending the kids to school because we need some money being generated somewhere to keep funding and paying for the buildings and the teachers and, you know, all that stuff. They're, They're so interconnected. I, I think maybe we're, we're beyond the point in a society, in our society, that you can't separate those two. And I, I wish yeah. you could. I'll be yeah. honest with you. Because I see it as a big monopoly. Yeah, it's a hyper I see the public schools society. as a huge monopoly that the government won't go in and break it up so there's better competition, therefore providing better schools. I mean, isn't that the – that's kind of the heart of capitalism, I suppose. Yeah. But, man, yeah, I didn't realize how much they're intertwined. You can't separate the two. And no, no, that's kind of scary to me in one sense, too. I don't think it's I don't think it's escapable. I think society. I yeah, think, I think the global society is a hyper interconnect, hyper interconnected organism. I mean, it's like the body. Take sure. this drug. Well, this raised your cholesterol. Well, just take this drug. What's that one do? Well, that one lowers, lowers your your PGY7 uh, enzyme. Well, what does that do? Well, that means you're maybe not going to like see as well. But if you take lycopene, you'll be able to. Have you noticed that with any with the human body, there's no such thing as just the perfect. No, everything yeah. has a, a push and a pull, and you just you find the balance of what you are okay with. But I don't know, man. You just the fact that right now I can get in my car, I can go, I could go get McDonald's. Yep. I could go pick up a bottle of grain alcohol. I could go pick up a pack of cigarettes. I can go do all this and then come home and just eat and drink myself to death. But you can't go do other shit. To me, it yeah. just seems insane, and I get the counter argument because those are all things that harm you and only you and no one around you. Touche. <laughs> Point. Counterpoint. Then why are you allowed to? Why are you allowed to protest? Why are you ch- choose one or the other? Personally, and whenever I say that, people are like, "Oh, so you're not for protest?" No, I'm completely for protest. I th- I don't think they should be told to go home. I think everyone should allow to be come out and go, and go to work. Just go. Just call going to work a protest. No kidding. Yeah, man, I'm going to work. Protest. Like, yeah. um, what? What are we getting? This? Do you want to get like a eighteen more minutes? You cool with that? Uh, I can do that. Yeah, I can do you that. You can do eighteen. You yeah, can do eighteen. Yeah. You're not. You're not gonna. You're not gonna flake out on me. You're not gonna pull Dan. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good to go. What is? I'm good to go. So, hey, uh, maybe switch topics here a little bit if you don't mind. That's what I was about but, to do. Yeah. Uh, did you have something in mind? Because I have something in mind. Oh, what do you have in mind? Well, it, going back to the homesteading thing. Um, What's interesting is some of the connections I've made with some of my neighbors in the area. And, you know, this has nothing to do with your theology, for example. This is 
this really just has something to do with getting to know your neighbors, respecting your elders. Again, you don't, you could have learned that from church. You could have learned that from public school, I suppose. You could have learned it from your parents. I probably learned it from all of the above at some point or another in my life. Got an older gentleman and his wife that live not too far from our farm and got to, got to know him a little bit. And he has family, extended family members that own their own wood mill. So I had this beautiful cherry tree in my front yard and I've been looking at it and it's been bothering me because it's it's right in the way where you would back up your car to turn around and leave my house down my driveway. Mm -hmm. And it's right there. So it's kind of this visible barrier and you think you're going to back into it all the time. So I'm like, I want to cut this thing down. So this old guy, he's got to be in his 80s or something. He comes over. He's got one of the longest chainsaws I've ever seen in my life. And he just, he gets in there and he just, like, oh crap. He just cut down my cherry wood tree. Beautiful cherry wood tree. We chopped it up into reasonable sized logs. Okay. And then he, he bought this, it's called a come along, the weirdest name I've ever heard, you know, this chain ratchet thing, to pull up in his old beat up pickup truck. And he, me, my my two sons, my younger son, <laughs> this thing probably weighed close to a thousand pounds. And we're just, you know, we're cranking on it. We get it in the back of his truck. We get the other log in the back of his truck. This was a couple of weeks ago, took it over to his extended family. They milled it for us for free. I mean, he didn't even let me pay for the gas for his saw or oh, his gas for his gas tank to drive it an hour or two away and back. He wouldn't let me pay for anything. And he, we just, right before this podcast, he brought the planks of wood back to the house, beautiful cherry wood with the live edge. So it still has the tree bark on it oh, and nice. I set it up in my uh, shop and it's going to dry. So maybe by next spring, I'm going to be able to actually start, building some things with it and nice. i i can't wait i mean That's here's awesome. here's a tree in my own property cut down why because i can it's my property it's milled i had a friend who'd mill it for us it's milled it's back no charge and i'm you know i'm, I'm kind mm -hmm. of a amateur woodworker so i'm gonna build some stuff out of it and i'm going you know what i i wish more people had this honestly yeah. i wish more people in the cities had this because we've been so busy out here on the farm. Me being home is all, all I've been able to do besides finish the school year, you know, last school year online was basically get more chores done Yeah, yes, <laughs> around the farm. In fact, it's either going to be today or tomorrow. We get our next set of meat birds coming in. We're getting ready to slaughter some of our meat chickens. We'll have those put up here probably next week. Then the new ones will be ready to put outside on pasture and they'll be good for two months before we slaughter those and the next batch will show up and we just kind of we've been we got the garden going we've been eating fresh fruit and vegetables um i think eggs, yeah you know? but i think that's a again that's just like another little like philosophical lesson is yeah. whether it's COVID or whether it's retirement like man right people don't understand that like some people just derive value, personal value, and mm -hmm. uh, inner tranquility from, right. like, if I wake up in the morning and I just, like, play video games, I, I don't enjoy it, because I'm like, I mm -hmm. should be doing something else, like, even if there's no one standing over my shoulder, I'm just like, 
I have so after a long day of like calling and emailing, trying to get guests on, getting repeatedly turned down, but exercising, laundry, dishes, dieting, meditating. After all of it, and that so it's now it's almost four p.m. my time. After yeah. this, I'll, I'll put this down. I'll I'll, I'll produce I'll it. I'll I'll, I'll I'll spice up some things. I'll upload it to all the different sure. stuff. It'll take a couple hours. Go eat dinner and then couple hours i'm gonna put my feet up and i'm gonna play some video games and that same video game no different no different tv right. the volume's not different it's not a different game it's the right. same game but after a long day of like self-subjective work self-inflicted uh routinized labor i play that same thing and i feel great at the end of the day sure. and that's just how peeps a, a lot of people exist is they just they don't they don't want to finish a thing like you retire from the nfl you get all the money in the world you don't have to do anything that's why you see these guys pick up whatever pick up a yeah. violin pick up breeding you know i don't know like horses sure. like you do something <laughs> you got to do something like yeah. because and i think that's again what it is is you know why do they why do these people want to go back to work we're getting free checks and you, you know it's like they're comparing it to like you know the kid that raises the hand and tells the substitute teacher oh you forgot to assign us homework yeah, no, that kid sucks. And that's not what this is. That kid sucks, all right? Nobody does that. No yeah. kid does that. I've never had a student do that. Uh, well, I have. And it's, it was, granted, it was in fifth grade, but I still remember him. I won't say his name. I know who you are. But um, that kid sucks, you know? Or, yeah. you know, the substitute teacher doesn't know the schedule, and they're like, you guys get out for a recess right now? And it's like 10 minutes before, and you're like, yep, yep. And then one kid's oh, yeah. like, actually, uh, that really, and it's that kid sucks. Beat that kid up. Bullying's okay, um, but this isn't that. This is why do you want to go to work, man? It's we're getting everything. We're just sitting at home, dude. That's not. That's why. That's why people achieve greatness, man. Is because they're not just doing what they have to do. That's where they. That's where they grow from. That's where this. And it's so to me. That's when it comes back to like weighing COVID versus everything else. Is like it's not just like. Oh no, you can't go back to work. Like, stop being so selfish. People are dying. No, man, like, you're robbing people of their own mental health. There's a pride there. There's a good kind of pride. There, there is. Take pride in the work of your hands. Yes. Uh, you've got to stimulate your brain. Yeah. Right? I mean, by going to work, you're stimulating your brain. You're working that brain muscle all yeah. the time. I, I want I mean, it to grow. I don't want it to yeah. turn into mush. I mean, dude, so. Siddhartha Gautama, the Buddha. Yeah. What did he yeah. say? He said enlightenment is not the end. What do you do before enlightenment? You chop wood and carry water. What do you do after you've attained enlightenment, O fame or O divine teacher? You chop wood and you carry water. It's it's and, and if that's not for you, that's fine. I'm not saying everyone's got to be a hustler and work hard. Man, I wish that's not where I got value from. I wish I was cool just putting my feet up and sleeping. You know, like uh, you know that 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 seems you know like living on island time. Like I get it, man. That's awesome. If that's what you want to do, go do it. But like. I'm lucky in that I have this podcast because I can still get my work fix in every day. I listen to audiobooks right now. I'm listening to a, a history of the the war in the Pacific and Lady Gulf and Palilu, and it's just insane. I can get all of that like I can get in my fix. Yeah. But like, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. I just. I don't think it's well, good. I've I don't taken think your it's advice. Worth it. I've taken your advice, by the way. So have you started you know, you a podcast. Well, I've I've interviewed one person already. I'm stuck on a title. See, that's it's not as easy as you think. I'm just going the David Libby show. Oh, why? Yeah. Why, you not? Know why? why not? 
Well, I, I agree, but my my point here, my brain is going, well, that doesn't sound good. Well, of course it doesn't sound good because it's not famous. Like the other people that basically do their first, Le- last Led name. Led Zeppelin, say, Joe Rogan experience. They, yeah, those don't right. mean anything until they mean something. Michael Darn Jordan isn't necessarily a great sounding name, but it's Michael Jordan. Tom right. Brady, two, two pretty right. average names, if I say so myself as a Tom. But Tom, oh, oh, you're Tom Brady. Yeah, you got to make it, man. The name only me Apple. Apple, it's an apple. Adam and Eve, it's an, if anything, it's a bad thing. But what's Apple? It's Apple. It's Apple. That's right. That's right. It's Apple. It's, you know, it's got to become some, God, you got any more. But, yeah, so man, you, you just got to choose the name. Just choose my... See, I put a, I build a little background here, just a, just a sheet, I, and it's yeah. a PVC frame, yeah. just to put. And, and I'm yeah. actually, I'm actually in my bathroom because it's in the back of the house. We have a large bathroom yeah, suite. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, it's up on the jet tub, basically. Yeah. And so it's just up. And so, you know, I, I've, I've done some interviews and stuff with people in the past. I used to have a. Um, uh, I don't know if I'd call it a podcast, but it's similar to a podcast. It was only audio at the time, mm-hmm. so it wasn't a video uh, deal. And I would interview business owners uh, that basically – small business owners just to see how did they do things, how did they get their businesses going. So I remember doing that. And um, so, yeah, it kind of reminded me of doing that, and it reminded me of diversifying my income streams. So my wife teaches online um, – even though she has her degree, she teaches online for VIP kids and China is, it's teaching Chinese kids how to speak English. They go through a whole program on their side first before they get to these teachers. And then they just kind of teach them the curriculum that the Chinese government provides mm-hmm. essentially. And that they're learning and becoming more proficient speaking English. Mm-hmm. Well, because of the relationship between the US and China, it, veteran VIP teachers are starting to lose business because the communist government is saying, oh, parents, you need to try some of these newer teachers and kind of pull, They by doing that, they're pulling away the, that kind of residual income stream, right, for VIP teachers that have been veterans like my wife, giving it to new ones, and they pay the new ones less than the veteran ones anyways. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what the Chinese government is doing. So my wife was looking for other online teaching jobs found this one without school you don't even need a degree for out school which uh, okay uh, depending on the subject in my opinion but okay you don't need a degree and you can kind of you can create your own curriculum and so i've i've taught for the last two weeks a mini camp on how to play a card game for for students man and let me tell you these kids go nuts they love it and if I can build up enough of repertoire that way to replace, obviously, my public school teaching, that would allow me to stay home and teach on my hours because I can teach at different hours that way. And these kids come from all around the world, actually. I got a That's kid whose awesome. mom was emailing me from the UK. I can't wait. My son can't wait for your class and get it in there like a day or ahead or behind or whatever it is, yeah. you know. But, you know, That's things awesome, like that. It's pretty man. interesting. It's That's- pretty interesting. But I, you know, we're just trying some things here you at got, the house. You gotta, just, to... you gotta just hit. You gotta just start, man. I wish. Yeah. I wish I had started this. I remember the first time I thought about doing a yeah. podcast, was 2015, and I wish I had. It would. But I kept thinking that for years. Oh man, I wish I had started. Imagine where I'd be. 
And finally, last December, I was like, why don't I just do it so in six months I can say, hey, look where I am. Now look where I, I don't even know what I was doing, man. When I first started, it was just like, I didn't know how to, like, I didn't know anything about like dead air time. So sometimes I would just be sitting there like scrolling through my phone. Like you can't do that. But dude, you got to just, you got to just go. Keep it going, man. It's just, you got to, it's going. just, you got to learn while you're doing it. You know, you can, you can read the theory on, you could read theory on basketball sure. for 20 years but until you're getting out there dribbling feeling like an idiot because the ball hit your shoe and went out of bounds and before you you know unless you're like catching elbows from friends to the gut and sweating and getting stitches and cramps it's none of that theory matters and else you're like oh okay all right you got to go learn so yeah. dude you just got to start and just literally just you just got to start and just just start doing it and don't listen to what anyone says because everyone has their two cents on how it should be done. Oh, sure. And I think sure. there's a quote from Joe Rogan I remember hearing back in like 2014. And I ironically made like a little joke to myself. I was like, all right, if I ever start a podcast, I'll make sure to listen to that. Now I do. It's if you listened, if you stop for every barking dog, you'll never get where you're going. Like right. if you're going for a run. That's right. Anyone that's like, you shouldn't do that. Or you shouldn't. You're, you're doing your podcast in your bathroom. It's. <laughs> shut up. It's just shut up. It's if just, I don't say it, they'll never know because they can't see it. And it doesn't matter yeah. if you say, who cares, yeah. dude? There are podcasts, people start in garages all the time. They don't have those right. sound suppression things. They put egg cartons on the wall. Who cares, man? I just think what, Nick Phelps, he's in his garage every time it seems like you interview him. I don't know where he is. And it doesn't matter. It's great. <laughs> it's great. It doesn't matter. If you don't like it, that's fine. Stop listening. No one's making you that's listen. Right. That's a beautiful thing. We're not we're not ending this podcast until we figure out a name for your podcast. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't have to be the set name. You can change it. Who cares? If if that's the thing holding you back, then no, that is not okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. David Levy, uh, DL, no. on the DL. Yeah. I'm, I'm not know. on the designated injured list. No, no yeah, I was gonna say DL, you know, no, no. I was gonna say you know the DL on the down low. Keep yeah, it on no. the DL. See, you're a little bit more hip than I am. You just yeah, just, I just say keep it on the DL, dude. David Levy. That's not bad. David, That's keep, not bad. keep it on the DL. Welcome back. to. And, keep, I hope you all are keeping it on the DL. Welcome to the David Libby Night Show. <laughs> just like that, man. doesn't matter what the name is. You just got to hit it with confidence. You could just, you could call it anything. You could call it the applesauce socks. But it doesn't <laughs> matter, man. You have on Led Zeppelin and you're like, in today, episode 174, welcome to applesauce socks. Doesn't matter, man. Own it. <laughs> <laughs> Dad. I like it. I like it. Keep it tuned in to the DL show. Yeah, yeah. Like tune into the DL. Oh yeah, the, the Keep it on the DL. David Libby, David Homesteading. Home. Well, I my thing is though, I I kind of like what you do too, where you where you homecasting, podsteading. You, you talk about a bunch of different things. So far, I have not been able to find a pattern with you There's as none. far as. There's you really nothing. like to talk about, say, political things or religious things or There's finance things. Or you just, boom, just covered the whole spectrum. Um, I kind of like that idea, too, where it's kind of open like that. And But I like I like uh, doing some research. For example, uh, some homeschooling articles came out recently. And in Boston, uh, there was a professor at Harvard that wrote this really scathing law review um, out of – Arizona, it came out in an Arizona one, and she was just slamming people that homeschool. I mean, slamming them, okay? It's horrible. And her research was terrible, right? And so you've got all these big followers. So the first person I interviewed, 
um, homeschool student who went to college, didn't go to high school, went, went to college on scholarship, graduated this year, went to South Korea for about three semesters on scholarship as part of uh, an international study, a study abroad during her time at in college, I guess. And coming back, and she's got some wonderful stories to tell about what she did right, what she did wrong, what you should do better. Uh, if, if any other parent is talking to their kid or any other college students thinking about doing this, uh, pretty amazing. It's a part one because, I mean, we didn't even get through it all. And we're going to have to come back awesome. for a part two and keep talking about it. It's I just thought that was pretty amazing. Yeah. You know, honestly. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, at least for me, I can only speak for myself. But when you limit it to one topic, I feel like you can right. you can I think you limit yourself. You can kill it. At least for me, you can kill it. If I only had on like you come on, we talk about the F-117. I love it. If I only talked about the F, or if I only talked about planes, man, I could probably get like a good 10, 20 episodes. I would then just start to hate it. I would just wouldn't do it. I would, right. I would, if someone asked me, hey, man, will you do it? I'd be like, sure. If the guest came to me, but no, man, you gotta, you gotta stay open about it because you can't eat the same thing for every single meal. Like you gotta, right. you gotta switch it up. You gotta, yeah, man. But just start, you just start and just up. Where, where'd you upload it? Have you uploaded it? I yet? haven't uploaded it yet. I've got it, and I'm, I'm in that process of um, I've got to convert it, kind of like you know when you did your podcast about how to make the podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I have a program on my other laptop called Camtasia that will balance the sound out yeah. and all this other stuff. And so I've got to run it through there, and then I was only planning on uploading it to YouTube. We you have, you we already have. Um, a YouTube channel. It's called the Maplewood Homestead. That's the name of our farm. Mm -hmm. And so I may just go ahead and upload it there since we already have it. Yeah. You know, and start generating maybe interest that way. uh, Realizing that not all of the shows are just purely homesteading videos, but it's not a bad um, name for a podcast. The Maplewood Maplewood Homestead. That's awesome. Go with that. I think that's great. The Maplewood Homestead. MP. Yeah. MP baby. Yeah. Nothing. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Home just, start. just start. Just yeah. start. Yeah. So we already got that. That part set up. So now it's a matter of uploading content. And I tell you what, my kids are so innovative because they they watch these other shows on YouTube of gamers. I guess and uh-huh. they do the screen capture. Yeah. Some of it drives me nuts. It's so stupid. Okay. Oh, I it's hate still... game. I hate gaming channels, man. But... <laughs> But my kids, give give they, credit where credit's due, man. These kids are in their teens and they're buying houses with cash. <laughs> like, hey, man. Right. Hey, respect. So my my kids play roadblocks. They play Minecraft, for uh-huh. example. They, I'll hear them when I come into the house. Be quiet. Be quiet. So and so is making a video. You know, one of my kids is on the computer making a video, and I can hear them. I'm like, oh, you can do it. And they've been uploading. It. They got yeah. some yeah. like three followers. Yeah, who cares? It's <laughs> awesome. Just, I'm like, wait a minute. They can do it? Yes, uh, no, they can. Now, again. Sure. Dude, that's how I always looked at it. I was like, oh, I don't know how to make a podcast. And then I finally uploaded one episode, and I was like, what? That's it? You just <laughs> you literally, It's hard to screw up. Like, you got to – you gotta. what I was going to say to you is, is don't – I wouldn't – if you want to upload to that channel, upload it to that channel. But don't yeah. don't look at it as, as you already have it. it. It takes 30 seconds to make a new account. So unless that's the one you oh, want, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, the, the only reason I say we have it is because I can't, you know, I have somewhere to put it right now. Uh-huh. 
And if I'm okay with the name, for example, I can just leave it that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think you can only change the name so many times, though. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah um, I'll keep working on it. I'll keep working on it, man. Yeah, if you have some ideas just, later, text me. Absolutely. Dude, you just, just do it. Cool. Do it. Cool. And you just because, because I think I'm gonna have some interesting stories, Tommy, when I start back to work full time as a teacher. Absolutely, man, it's gonna be a cluster. I'm yeah, telling you, you yeah. know what I'm when yeah. I say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, people, when we say cluster, we know what yeah, comes next. Yeah, right? yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, man. And that, that's the only thing I was gonna say is is if you're looking at it, or this isn't just for you, but anyone listening thinking about a podcast, yeah. if you're looking at it like. Yeah don't think why I don't have enough material. Like, dude, when I started this podcast, I knew I had like a couple people that had funny stories. I had enough for maybe like three episodes. It's not like I was like, I know what I'm going to do for 133 episodes. Dude, you just, you just start it and you just kind of figure it out as you go. You know, you just kind of figure it. You don't really know what you're doing. You're like, yeah. You feel the pressure now where you have to come up with a new show every day no. minus the days you take off for your own personal time. Do I feel pressure? Yeah, meaning it, it, do you feel like it has to be a daily show no. where you have to have someone in the pipeline no. Monday through Friday, whatever it is? I try to figure out like the next week. I try yeah. to keep it like loose. But I don't yeah. look farther than a week. Okay. I mean, I give people the, the I'm like, if you want, yeah. you can tell me, hey, let's do one in August. All right, that's fine. Yeah. No, I don't at all. And it's because I keep it so loose and relaxed. And, you know, for the for new guests, new guests take a little more out of me. Not not in a bad way, but it's like, I don't know them. You kind of got to feel them out. What story are we talking about? What what thing do you do? And the first episode is always like, it's like the first date, right? And then it starts to flow after that. Yeah. Then they get easier the more times you have them on. And it's like you, where it's like, what are we talking about? Are we talking about the F-117 or COVID? I don't care. Like, let's just let it happen. You get better at that. And I also have on, like, my older brothers, uh, like, deceased older brothers, but, like, his two best friends, JP and Rob. One of the Rob's the tall guy from Canada. JP's the is, is Phelps' friend. He's the, the drone oh, operator. About, yeah, yeah, they were yeah. both, like, my brother's best friends. They come on all the time, and I like having them on because it's like, I try to switch. I, if, I I used to just only have friends on, and then I was like, I want serious podcasts for all of them. I always want a new guest, but I realized that that was draining. So now, like on 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 Saturday or tomorrow, actually tomorrow, Saturday, Tuesday, and Thursday are all guests that are going to be brand new guests. But oh, good. In between, yeah. I make sure to I have friends on because it's there's the new guest where it's like got to be ready. I don't know what we're doing. You got to feel them out. What topics are we talking about? But then I have another guest like you where I can just put my feet up and go on a rant and right. yell at people. And well, it's, let me eat while we're interviewing. Exactly. Yeah. You got yeah, you got a very you gotta kinda find the balance. Pressure to do it? No, man. This comes back to just work. This is what yeah. I do, man. If I'm not doing this, I'm gonna do something else. So yeah, I've had people telling me, dude, you crank out episodes. I'm like, man, this is just what I I have to do something, man. I have to do there are days that I'm very tired, but I personally, I hate when people cancel on me with no heads up. Like, I don't mind if people have to cancel. Sure. Life happens. But I personally have, like, I really don't like to cancel on people. So even on days I don't want to do it, I'm just like, just psych yourself up. Just psych yourself up. Let's do it. And 
you get better and better and better at it. I, I would like to think I'm getting better at it, but you kind of learn, I don't know, kind of learn like the whole conversation. It's less of like this thing that's happening all at once. And it's more like, I don't know, you're almost on like a, a like a kayak in the river. You kind of just like lean different ways and see where it goes. And if you want, you can bring it into the rapids and start screaming about COVID. And then you can... <laughs> You can gently bring it to the shore like we're doing right now into the podcast. What are you doing? You can do whatever you want. And if you want, you can just flip it and, you know, you flip the boat and say stupid shit like I did earlier. Segregation. Like, oh, that's the wrong word. Didn't mean that one. Yeah, it's. um. Well, I hear um, <laughs> food. I've got it's been the last two days have been some of the hottest as far as the heat index is concerned out here in Western Tennessee. I hate and it. I yet. I still have a honeydew list. That's a nice way to say <laughs> chores and work. Uh, that requires a, a honey, ditch digging. A honeydew oh, list. I'd never heard that before. Honeydew list. <laughs> What's that? I never heard the term honeydew list. Oh, uh, when you're married. So I was you about to say, married. yeah, that's right. Yeah, honeydew. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, this includes we got four inch pipe I got to dig down to replace. I got to put some clean outs in. I got to do drainage ditches. It just, you know, it's, it's, it's work. And let me tell you this, my 14 year old son and 10 year old son, 11 year old son, that's it. Um, they're learning how to dig ditches. Let me tell you, let me tell you, I'm learning how to supervise. And yeah. it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, dude, build them, build them up to be your little army. Yeah, man, uh, you gotta. Oh, oh, dude, dude. I don't have time for this now. Hey, this but, be... but, 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 yeah, I have all the time in the world, man. I just I threw out a time earlier because I wasn't sure if you had to go. I'm not. After this, I got a hot pocket to heat up and I got some video games to play. Okay. I have nothing okay. doing, man. I don't care. Well, uh, some exciting news on the homestead. Just yesterday, uh, I think it was yesterday, I get a phone call from my buddy that is um, he's with the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. Okay, so he's a law enforcement, and he gives me a call and says. Get it, get everybody in the house, lock your doors, arm up because we just had a shooting mm. not too far from our homestead and they're chasing this guy through the woods and maybe coming your way. So, Ooh. come on. And of course, being who I am, I said, do you need me to come out and help you chase him down? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, pretty much I'm looking at the guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're already loaded. So Welcome to God's country. <laughs> <laughs> So my wife, my wife is in the back pasture working in the garden. I send my 14 year old son running down there to get her to come in the house. And here's what he's saying to my wife, an emergency, it's an emergency, it's an emergency. And she thinks I'm having a heart attack. That's the emergency she's thinking, right? Yeah. Heart attack. So she comes running in, what's going on? You're okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm okay, but no. you need to come in because there's a shooting. Actually, the guy actually shot someone and I, I think he killed someone. Damn. And I don't have all the details, but it may come out here in the paper here real soon. But it probably was a couple hours later. These guys did a really good job. They only took them about two hours to find the guy. And we're talking wooded areas. You know, we're talking miniature manhunt going on, not Damn. too far from our farm. And they got and, him? But yeah, man, I... <laughs> And the kids looking out a window with their binoculars, scanning the tree lines. They got, I got the gun here. I got the axe over here. Yeah. I got the twenty-two yeah. pistol on my hip. You know, we got all kinds of things going on. Go up and it tap, was great. Tap it was him fun. on the shoulder. You're like bathroom break. 
that yeah. yeah 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 man then my wife my wife had the the gall to say uh you can't shoot them sweetheart unless there's going to be some mortal danger against you or us i'm like if he sets foot on my property that's and mortal the danger facing yeah. him I'm thinking I'll wing him a little bit, you know, maybe take out a kneecap or something. Screw that, but man. this guy had one between the eyes. Got, you got little yeah. kids. You got kids. Doesn't even matter. You got little kids. You have your property, and it's you. And here's a man being chased by law enforcement because he shot someone. Yeah. I'm thinking. Blow his brains well, out from a hundred yards. Right. Shoot him That's in the right. foot, my ass. Take yeah. him out. You stand your ground. Right. That's what we're. That's what I was gonna do. I'm like, nah. No, he's there's, here. A, there's a he's reason gone. why there was no warning shot with Hiroshima and Nagasaki. You end it and you end it now. But right. but but no, when you do a Pearl Harbor, you don't hold back. You go bring the fear of God into these people and you right. vaporize the city. And now the war is over. That's it. My son, my son has a 410 shotgun, single barrel, Woo! and he goes, "Dad, should I use should I use the buckshot or should I use the slug?" <laughs> Hell yeah, raising good. Let's go with buckshot in case you're a little nervous or what, you know. Raising raising good Americans, David Libby. That's what we need. I know. Here here's all these people. They're like, oh, they're gonna protest you now because he's got gun fearing, faith fearing American men. Come at me, come at me. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. When you have, seriously, man. Why you don't see the rioters out here right now? When you have half the country armed to the teeth and well trained, and then the other half can't decide what gender they are, yeah, tell me which way it goes in a fight. Okay. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I mean, we just saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, sir. You know. (laughs) Yeah, man. We are we are not descendants of fearful men. You gotta grab your balls. Be proud of who you are. That's anyway. So, you know, stuff happens, right? I mean, yeah. what, what, you said they caught him, though? They did. They. Yeah. It was about two hours later or so, and my buddy called me back and says, okay, all clear, back to business as normal. And I'm looking around thinking, well, you know, okay. business is pretty normal. Yeah, it's <laughs> back to normal. Back to normal. ready for it, just in case, you know? Can you get, like, man, if I were you, I would, I would try to get some, like, uh, through back channels. Try to get like a fifty cal or something. Mount that puppy on my chimney. Crawl up there. That's your armored. That's your armored tube going up. Go yeah, look, no, used to have swivel. One. Oh man, you get like a World War Two ball, like the ball on the bottom of the no, bars. No. Daniel used to have da, 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 da. a fifty cal. Daniel did. Daniel used to have a fifty cal, and I automatic. Every time I sniper. bring it up, I just want to. I just want to slap him in the back of the head because eventually he traded that fifty cal for a bunch of other weapons. Damn you, know you mean? idiot. Was, well, I know, and I'm going. <laughs> he said he came out one time when he was stationed somewhere else, and he came out to Tennessee to our cousin's place, and they set up like you know, I don't know, at least a thousand yards away or uh-huh. whatever. And they they set up this target, thick target or whatever, and then behind that target was a tree line and stuff like that. He said he shot one time, man. That thing didn't even slow it down. It went right through this target into the tree line. We're hoping it didn't hit a neighbor. We haven't received any phone calls yet or anything, by the way. But he did that, and I'm going, I, dude, if I got a 50 cal, I would never, have it. Okay, I, I would never sell. I've got a sniper's nest in the. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you where in the back 40. That'd be perfect for perfect. a 50 cal right now. Perfect. Yeah, man. 50 yeah. cal. 
I want to get yeah one of those balls that has like the four barrels, four automatics. Get one of yeah. those. You ever seen the Anzio twenty millimeter sniper? Mm, I don't think you need, so. You need, you need to Google that A N Z I O. This thing makes a Barrett fifty cal look like a pea shooter. Uh oh. It's an Uh-oh. it's an anti tank rifle. Nice. Anti tank nice. rifle. <laughs> and they have a civilian version for the United States. <laughs> you can buy it. I think it's like forty thousand dollars, but you can buy it. Yeah, I have to take out an extra line of credit on the house, but Who yeah, cares, no man. Problem. Who's gonna come collect that credit when you got the Anzio? <laughs> Knock, knock. Uh Uh-uh, buddy. Uh -uh. Hey, man, that's like the argument of like, dude, no one's ever going to collect the U.S.'s debt. What are you going to do? Come to our shores. We need the $20 trillion. Good luck. It'll start a war, though. You watch. It will. It'll it'll start a war, but you're right. Well, it doesn't matter. We bought $20 trillion worth of war. How are you going to enforce it? All right, buddy. I got to get going. All right, right, man. I'm hungry. David Libby, Podcast 133, everyone, this stuff's available on YouTube, BitChute, Spotify, Vio, and other stuff. And um, remember, we are not medical professionals. Don't take any of my advice. And uh, if you heed my psychopathic rants, that's on you, not me. This podcast is entertainment, Your Honor. (laughs) All right, man. Thanks, Tommy. Take it easy, buddy. Peace. Bye-bye.